This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is KNSS and KFH Radio Brand Manager Tony Dusing with Odyssey, I might say. Welcome to Issues 2022, Tony. Hey, good morning, uh, Mac, and thanks for having me on. Did I get the title right? Yes, Brand yeah, manager, yeah. yeah. You know, in the radio industry, we call ourselves program directors, but uh, you know, lately our company Odyssey has asked us about doing more for oh. the company. So, uh, brand manager, I think, you know, lots so, more. We well, yeah. just take in the, you know, the the uh, internet and the things we do for that, yes. things like that. Yeah, it's, it's more, more than just uh, radio programming, I guess you would say. Well, we're going to talk about radio today. We're going to talk about the 100th anniversary of one of our Odyssey radio stations in Wichita, KFH. Might yeah. be well to explain uh, what your responsibilities are in connection with KNSS and KFH. Yeah, so as a program director of the two stations, basically I manage what we hear on the radio, uh, select the programs that we air, national, local, you know, hire the talent, um, you know, if I see the station's not going in the right direction, make a, make a suggestions on what we should do to make it right. Um, yeah, it's it's mainly main it's managing those stations to make sure that the listeners like what they hear. And really, the stations, uh, you know, if you hear a station change format or do something different, it's really because of the listeners that may or may not be there. Uh, you know, a station that gets a lot of ratings, they're going to stay in that format. But a station that doesn't get a lot of ratings, people that listen, um, they're going to change formats. So really, it's it's uh, it's a I, I like radio in that way because really, what drives radio formats are the listeners, and if people don't mass to a station, listen to it, it it's going to change. But what I like about it too is you get a station. For instance, like yourself, you're on KNSS and the morning show. I mean, it does really great ratings. We're not changing that radio station because pe- people love it. You know, they love that radio station. We kind of become part of their lives, I think. And uh, yeah, it, you're looking for, for really what can we avoid saying that will turn people off? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And make them just stop listening. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it really, you know, comes down to we're entertaining, whether it's news, sports, uh, music, music yeah. you know, and it's uh, it's the entertainment. And if you're entertaining, uh, you gravitate, listeners will gravitate to, you know, so, uh, which is really nice. I, it's, it's an exciting field right now. How, how long have you been in, in this position now, Tony? So, you know, I, I started as a program director with KFH in the early 90s. So in 20, 30 years ago. So, but before that, for about 10 years, I worked in music radio and I and worked along with you too. You know, you did morning show. I did like an overnight shift, music radio. You started with KFH though. So uh, in, in K- this, yes. in 92, because then, then you stayed with it as ownership has changed. Yes. Location has changed and everything. So that's, yeah. that's interesting. Well, and the KFH actually, I go back to when I got out of high school in, in the eighties, the mid eighties where, um, yeah, I started with KFH. It was doing they were doing country and a station now is called B ninety eight, but at that time we called it something else. But it was on that frequency where we did it what they call adult contemporary format. So Ooh, that's yeah. where that's where you and I met. I was doing yeah. uh, mornings at KFH, and then I was the uh, the program director for a while. Yeah, operations manager, but. Uh, we were working together, and you were, I think, you, I've never told you this, I think you were my favorite employee. <laughs> okay, good, because thank you. I could tell that you had this passion, Yeah. and you, there was nothing I could ask that you wouldn't do, if uh, or we'd, we, you know, we could figure out what we'd do together. 
You know, it's great to have somebody like that working for it, you. You know, and I got into radio because I I enjoyed not just the you know at that time you know you're a, a twenty year old or whatever you really enjoy the music. I mean, I enjoyed it, and I got to learn. I wasn't really into country music, so I got to learn the country music side of it when KFH was doing country, which was really you know the Barbara Mandrell, Ronnie Millsap, Alabama. I mean, all those. I mean, I I love those songs nowadays. Those artists nowadays. But um, I got into it not just because of the music, but because of the technology and the wonder of it all. You know, this is a device that I listened to when I was a kid. I had a little radio. My mom would listen to the radio in the morning. And and it just was just something that was just fascinating, the technology. Well, of there it. is something. I, I, mean, I don't know how much we're going to focus on KFA. There's something yeah. else. Uh, radio, the technology yeah. has changed dramatically oh, yes. in the yeah. past few years. You know, and you know this, I mean, in the 90s, really, the 90s really changed a lot of studios where we started bringing computers into the uh, studios. Right. I mean, really, if you think about it, before the, uh, well, in the 80s and the early 90s, there was not one computer in a studio. You might have a computer out in the business office where they did the yeah, payroll, you know, and, payroll all and stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. or you might have had a, we, I remember one, I remember one time when we had a computer, one computer that was on the internet that anybody can use in this one office over here, you know. <laughs> and I remember one DJ, she would always get on there and do the chat and stuff. But, um, but that was it. It was just one computer in the entire building. But, yeah, when they start bringing computers in the studios, really to try to help manage um, – Things that, because if you look at a DJ nowadays in, in a, on a music station, usually the DJ is the only person in there. He's running the whole thing. Right. It's flying yeah. an airplane, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so the computer comes in and helps out with that. And, and also, you know, we a lot of the uh, recorded audio music or commercials, those are all on computer now. Right. And that, that's helped us out. No more you know. tape. We don't no play with tape, tape anymore. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, how did you become interested in the the history of KFH? Yeah, so you've really been involved in this. Yeah, I remember when KFH now it just turned a hundred, and I was I was I just become the program director when it was seventy five years old. I remember when it was seventy five. Yep. I thought, wow, seventy five. That's a pretty good uh, number to kind of commemorate. And I started digging into, and at that time we didn't really have much historical stuff. You know, the station's been sold a few times and. Everything historical was gone, really. I mean, truly, it was just gone. We didn't have anything. So, you know, reaching out to listeners, people in the industry that were in the market that I knew of. I knew of a few people that used to work at KFH. I contacted them, just try to get information. And so, anyway, in 70, when it was 75 years old, I remember that year making promos, with things that we play on the air, just to commemorate that and getting some historical stuff and and we we've been an affiliate with KFH an affiliate with CBS in one form or another like today they're a CBS sports affiliate but CBS news and at that time CBS said yes you guys were affiliates with us we've got audio that we know you guys ran and they sent they sent me that stuff and that really helped get it going and when we turned 85 we did a big exhibit down at the exploration place we had the president at the time was really good at at uh, saying, hey, we want to do this. We want to learn how to make exhibits locally, not pay tens of thousands of dollars (laughs) to exhibits that travel through. We want our guys to know how to make local exhibits, which, you know, I'm not sure how much they do that now, but it was a great idea, and he did a great job. Their people did a great job at at creating um, an 85th reunion. And, of course, you were involved because we did a live broadcast 
And uh, that that exhibit was that entire year. And of course, we knew. I mean, we've been seeing 100 years coming and coming and coming. And so, well, yeah. let's, let's talk about a little bit about history now. Tell me about. Uh, the expansion of radio in the year 1922 was crucial. Yes, it was. Yeah. So in my when I when we, we were looking into the history of of radio, of course, you know, none of us were alive back in the Ooh, 20s. Nope, nope. You know, so we we don't know how it was. And I tell people it was kind of like if you remember how internet just blew up in the 90s, like internet websites. I mean, everybody had to have a dot com. I remember the dot com right. bubble burst, and everybody lost money there. But but anyway, everybody had dot com, and you, you would make tons of money. Well, that that happened, in, you know, in 1920, W um, or KDKA, the first radio station, basically started in, in 20 Pittsburgh. Yeah, and that's one of our stations at KDKA is, a, is an Odyssey that? is an Odyssey <laughs> station. Yeah, so in 20, but a couple of years later, in 22, on an almost daily basis, I was looking in history of radio. Almost on a daily basis, radio stations were going on the air across the country, and um, it was this new technology where where people could, because at that time, really, you know, yeah, you had some silent movies, but you had to go out to see them. They have a VCR at home or whatever, DVR. You you had to go to the theater. At that same year, 1922, the Orpheum Theater was being built. It it opened that year. Here in Wichita. Yeah, yeah. so people went to the theater or maybe silent movies. And, uh, but when this radio came on, it was like, wow, I can be entertained in my house. And, you know, at that time, it's interesting because as I started looking into, I noticed a lot of the radio stations, including KFH when it first started, they were created by companies that made the radios, right? Oh, yeah. They manufactured them. Yeah. So people manufacture, the companies manufacture them. Sell them. But but to sell them, they had to have something on Uh, the radio. Had to have content. And they had to have content. So they would start creating these radio stations. And that's how KFH started. And it part-time, did some ag reports and market reports and sold it that way. It was all live. uh, Oh, yeah. Music provided by live Performance, performance in an auditorium and KFH did did the KFH had an auditorium. Yeah. Oh not? yes. Yeah. Large auditorium downtown on Market Street. I find it funny because I and I actually walked at Market Street uh, a few weeks ago, uh, about when our hundredth uh, day came, and I wanted to look at. There were four locations. The, we were, KFH has been in eight locations in Wichita. Eight, okay. The first four were on Market Street within blocks of each, within four blocks of each other. Yeah. It's like they walked out and said, we need a new location, looked down the street and said, okay, we'll move there. You know, it's, <laughs> it was funny. But one of the buildings that we were at, um, it, it's right now it's it's abandoned. I say abandoned. It's owned by somebody. It's not being used. It's, it's But it's there on uh, Market Street south of Douglas. And it's um, it was called the KFH building, and they were up on the seventh floor, and you had an auditorium. People could come out and watch live radio being performed right there in front of them. But you're right. I mean, back in the 20s, 30s, you know, CBS radio network with the Fibberbegee and Molly and those things. I mean, War of the Worlds was part of that. That started in the late 20s, 2930. Yeah, yeah, that's when they went. They started doing so in 2930. Um, that was a big year for KFH. We we uh, we got. Involved with the Wichita Eagle, uh, 50% ownership with them, and then got involved with the CBS Sports or CBS Radio Network, where they provided a lot, right. a lot of these national shows. I want to, to well, I want to break for a minute here. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is KNSS and KFH Radio brand manager Tony Dusing. Tell us about uh, before this whole thing gets away from us. Uh, tell yeah. me about. 
some of the personalities who have worked at KFH yeah. over the years. Oh, my goodness. Under several different formats, but go ahead and talk. Yeah. About oh, there were so many different ones. Um, we recently were able to induct into the radio or in the uh, Wichita Sports Hall of Fame uh, personality by the name of Larry Stanley. He was our first director of sports. Okay. And um, this had been back in the um, late 30s, 40s when he was a sports director. And, and KFH has done a lot with sports. I mean, Wichita a lot. University, yeah. then and, you know, later Wichita State University when they changed their name. And, um, but, uh, so that, that was a part. But man, there were so many people. George Wells was a personality that had a show in the evening that was so George popular. Great big voice. Yes. I remember George. Met him you know, a few times. Yeah. And, and he, he had, I mean, back in the day, we see ratings back then that we just, no radio stations in the country see nowadays, the amount of people that listened in. Um, Bruce Beheimer was a guy that was on, was a farm, farm director. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. And he had the bell, the yeah. cowbell. And I've seen that cowbell. His uh, relatives have, have shown it to me. We actually used it in the exhibit that we did when that was 85 year of KFH anniversary but one guy I never got to hear him but I always hear from the of uh, the people that n- heard him yeah. a guy named Don Anderson did a morning show Don Anderson now this has probably been back in the uh, 50s, 50s to maybe early 60s Don Anderson but they said he was very charismatic and charismatic and uh, you know had a very good voice but one one guy I did meet Tom Bashaw oh yeah you've, you've interviewed Tom Bashaw back in the 90s great guy yeah he was a manager program director uh, sales manager GM and eventually became part owner of the station um but I did get to meet him but he has passed away but he came to KFH in 1949 and it was just a great a great guy to know and really, I mean, to me, it was very humble. But all these guys had great voices. Barry Gaston. Well, you went back to Tom. Yeah. Just re- yeah. He came from WLS in Chicago. Yes, he did. He had that big radio voice. He did. No doubt about and it. And they hired him. They it, it, People from KFH reached out to him because at the time, KFH want, was going to get a, a TV station, right. which was Channel Channel 3 now. And they wanted to get... Channel Three. They ne- uh, they never did get Channel Three because they were also owned by the Eagle, and there was uh, can't do that. Government FCC, says, "Hey, yeah. you got too many people owning one uh, news outlet." You know, a news outlet covering but, but, uh, the thing about Tom. I just got to know him very little. I just knew him a little bit, but yeah, what a neat guy. He yeah, was, he had a lot, a lot of stories. Of talent, a lot yeah. of stories. You know, and I and I've gone back to an interview that you um, had uh, with him back in the nineties. And because uh, you did a show on KFH called Mac Live, and he came on, and uh, and that you can still hear that um, segment. It's on our on the kfhradio.com website. It's a podcast, and uh, it's pretty interesting. I had to go it, through. I and listened listen to, to it. it I listened to it because I was just listening to it just to get some a uh, little bit here and snippet. And I just finally said, I got to listen to this whole thing. It was probably <laughs> three or four segments long. So. <laughs> But uh, people that are still with Jack, uh, you talked uh, about Barry. Barry Gaston. Barry Gaston. Go yeah, ahead. Barry. He, oh, so he started when he was a teenager. Yeah, he was he was, a- <laughs> he was hired as the Wichita Teen DJ oh, on okay. KFH, and this was going to be back in uh, man, I think his fifties, late fifties. He yeah. was sixteen years old when he came to KFH, and he stuck around. He eventually became. Uh, GM, general manager in charge of the station in the 80s when I was there. He right. was the general manager. Yeah. And he became also kind of a part owner with what the Kassebaum, so Nancy Landon Kassebaum, former senator of Kansas, and her husband had owned KFH yeah. for about 20 years during that period. But 
Yeah, Barry Gaston. And he's he's helped me a lot with the historical stuff because I I I was able to get a bunch of pictures. Uh, one day, someone brought me a, a bunch of pictures, and Barry and I sat down. He said, "Oh, that's this person. That's this person. That's this person." Yeah. You know. But there are so many personalities. I mean, I can keep going on and on about. Well, let's talk about just just talk about the tradition of. Sports reporting and play-by-play on KFH. Yes. I grew up listening to KFH for Shockers, um, Brick Weaver for one, and, yep. and lots of others. Tell us about that. Talk Gus about that Greeby. Yeah. We recently lost Gus, Gus Greeby. Greeby. Oh, yeah. Gus. He was in California. He recently passed away a few years ago. But you're exactly right. And back then, you know, we today KFH runs Kansas City Royals baseball. Before the Royals, because they came in the late 60s. We ran St. Louis Cardinals. Ed Cardinals, and, yep. and there's still people that I that are uh, that I run into that that remember that. And even one of our personalities on KFH, Bob Lutz, grew up listening to Cardinal games with Absolutely. his father on KFH radio. Harry Carey, yeah, with Harry, exactly. Jack Buck, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, and it's just yeah, it, it uh, the the station back then, boy, it was really just kind of uh, all format. I mean, they played some music, did news. Did sports? It was just you know, it was very much uh, a lot of different things. Right, right. Um, the station has uh, piled up dozens of awards through the years. Tony. Yes, I've got a few in my garage. Yeah, maybe I think a few dozen. Your office has got a lot too. We, yes, KFH has really been recognized through the years by our peers. Yes, yeah, yeah it has. You know, we recently won because uh, we, we get sport awards because it's a, a sports-formatted station, so we've gotten awards for sports and even our website. Uh, I found it interesting. I, I was able to go through some pictures and see and seen some awards. We, we, we used to get awards from the Billboard, which Billboard is a Billboard big magazine. magazine. is you like know, the Bible. Indi- of Bible yeah, yeah, industry and... Yeah. and um, and but one of the awards I saw we got was from the United Nations for KFH back after World War II in the late 40s. They were awarded as being a radio station that provided information to citizens. And it had. Yeah, we were. Wasn't KFH like uh, in emergency situations? It was the radio station. Yeah, that, that had to be on the air. I remember. Going to the transmitter site where it's what 13th and Rock. Yeah, up there. Well, there used to be a bunker up there. Yes, yeah. There and was if, a, if, if there was an explosion, if there was a war, yeah, we could go down like to the a bunker. Nuclear war. So they whatever. had a turntable in there and whatever. Yes, okay. and uh, that that's no longer there, unfortunately. But yeah, I re- I remember visiting that that bunker, and I thought it was interesting because uh, I saw it back in the 80s at the transmitter site and went downstairs and. And the engineer said, yeah, we can come down here if there's a nuclear war or whatever, you know, any, <laughs> or it could be a storm or whatever. It's a secondary. And I, l- I remember looking up and I thought I could see this was not fully underground. It was partially underground. And there were windows. I'm like, eh, is that smart that we were nuclear war and we still can <laughs> see outside? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, it, it was an emergency type of station. The, the uh, you know, but, Back then, uh, I say back then, 40s, uh, 50s, they designated stations across the country uh, as this is the station that's going to provide information for this area. And and we mentioned war, and I I just triggered something. This is, KFH was a radio station where people in central Kansas could hear Edward R. Murrow. Yes. 
in World War II, and this is London and all. Yeah, wow. he was over there broadcasting from there, yeah. and and you know back then we didn't have satellites; they had to use like, like telephone wires. I don't know wires. how they did just telephone yeah, wires. Yeah, telephone guess. wiring, yeah. and uh, and they did have some um, like. Um, radio, uh, like shortwave type shortwave, of stuff yeah. that they use. And and it was interesting because I've listened to some of that. That was some of the stuff that CBS sent News you. had sent me was some of the Edward R. Murrell stuff and the difficulties at times that they were able to connect. They would say, let's go to London, and they would be beeps and beep, din, din, and maybe Morse code sounds and stuff, and sometimes they would talk and sometimes they wouldn't. But, yeah, Edward R. Murrow, he'd been over there. You, uh, I, we're going to run out of time. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. we do about four shows yeah, exactly. on this. But why, yeah. uh, why have guys like you and me dedicated our professional lives to radio? Well, what is it? About this medium that hooks us, you think? Yeah, I think for different people, different things. I, I think it's it's it is a fun industry to be in. I mean, it is entertainment after all. Um, you know, and being creative and creative in different ways. Whether you're a DJ on a music station and you have to talk in between songs, you have to come up with what you're going to say, and you want to be fun and interesting. You don't want to talk and turn people off. Or when you come to our, uh, the t- talk stations where they talk for an entire hour, for, your, your, for example, yourself. When you do your morning show, you're providing news and information, traffic. I mean, it's the station that I turn into and many people tune into in the morning to know what's going on in the world, what, ha- what happened overnight. You, you know, know, it seems like you know, we don't see a lot of people knocking on the door to get into radio. The kids seem to want to go to TV, yes. TV. Well, yeah. you know what? TV, it limits you to that screen. Yes. Radio doesn't limit yes. you. You're we, right. Radio is exactly the entire right. world. And right? I talk to That's people. That's what I like about yes. it. Yes. And I talk to some you know, younger kids that come and they visit radio. And some, it's amazing how many different things are, you know, some want to be involved in news. Some want to do play-by-play. I mean, play-by-play is amazing on radio because they have to paint a picture. You know, the radio, uh, TV play-by-play, anybody can do. You could just sit any, oh, you can see they're hiring <laughs> athletes that have no experience and they do, and they do okay <laughs> whatever you know because they don't the picture tells the story for tv with radio you have to t- make you have to paint the picture in a person's mind you do you but, have to be interested you're it but, okay so you're the uh, you're a young kid going to southeast high school yep uh, I know you work. I know you worked at the roller the roller skating roller rink. skating rink. And, I tell you, the eighties were him. Yeah, and did you get to play, play records? Yeah, yeah. That's well, and that's, that's how fun. I got into radio. Is I I was a DJ at a local roller skating rink. Eighties, it's not around anymore. And we did a private party for a church. And the morning guy for uh, the ninety eight station Collins on the radio. He came out You're and kidding. was a part of the church thing. And I remember I when I saw him, I because I'd listened to his show, I said, oh, you're Collins on the radio. So he he was already kind of, you know, yeah. I was like, so uh, we had talked and stuff. And as he was leaving, he said, hey, you know, we've got a position at the radio station. I can get you in if you want to come in. It's a weekend thing. You just have to run a top 40 show or whatever. And I'm like, oh, great. So and, and that's how it all started for me. Oh, well, that was interesting because yeah. <laughs> I always thought Collins was kind of a doofus. But yeah, well, you know, he <laughs> was uh, he was, he was one of those guys, those morning guys. He was well, crazy. Not all are, you know, you're not like that. But there are some that are this you know, crazy morning zoo kind of guy, and he was, but, uh, Well, yeah. listen, that's all we've got time yeah, for today. Yeah, no can, problem. We can, yeah. Like I said, we can do four more hours oh, of this because we just talk about radio. It's so, so much fun. And, uh, Tony, just uh, I want to thank you for being with us, and thanks for 
spending this time on the history because I love history and I love radio, and you've kind of combined them. I, I really find this is interesting. Now, can we go to the web? Yes, web yeah. Page? Go to kfhradio.com if you want to learn more about the history of KFH. There's great, some great information, lots of photos, too. A hundred years old. Wow. Man, I tell All you, right. Oldest in Kansas. There you go. Our guest is KNSS and KFH Radio brand manager Tony Dusing. That's all for this edition of Issues 2022. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.